Welcome, everybody, to People of Efrat, where we all get to learn more about this great community and the people that make it tick. Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to another episode, episode four of People of Efrat. On today's show, we have our good buddy, the entertaining and animated David Sussman of David Sussman Israel Tours. This is one for the books, ladies and gentlemen. We go on a lot of tangents, so bear with us as we weave in and out of conversation. But through it all, we do get a lot about David's history, how he got to Israel, how he got to Efrat, and a ton about the meaning behind his tie to touring people and and leading groups around Israel and what that means for him. He's been a tour guide here in Israel for over a decade. He is one of the top tour guides in the country for Anglo speakers. And without further ado, we bring you the one and only Mr. David Sussman. What's up, everybody? This is David Sussman from David Sussman Israel Tours, and this is the podcast, People of Afrat. That, that was perfect. <laughs> that was perfect. All right, that's a wrap, guys. Should we do another clap so we can... We'll <laughs> yeah, know that's that it. That, no, nothing else needed. Oh, man, good afternoon. Actually, is this, are we, like, rolling this? Yeah, thing? we're rolling. Yeah. We're rolling. Yeah. All right, cool. Um, one take shot. So so we're, we're here in a really cool little corner of our neighborhood. We're all within uh, a kilometer. We're all actually kilometer. within, like, 500 meters of our houses here. I, I think all of Dagon, yeah. like this neighborhood, the newest yeah. neighborhood here in Afra, I think right. the entire neighborhood is only, like the entire diameter of it is yeah. 500 meters, yeah, which be. works out well for this lockdown because basically we can roam wherever we want to roam. The neighborhood is ours to... It depends how you slice it because we were, we were looking at it uh, together the, like uh, about a week or two ago. And we were thinking like, how could we walk to each other or whatever back when it was 500 uh, meters. And... If you cut a we straight line, it. you're for sure good. <laughs> but who's walking a straight line through houses and backyards and stuff like that? <laughs> but either way, I think you're right. Yeah, but I don't it think it makes like, a difference the way no. you walk. Yeah. I think I think it is the way, like, they judge it the way the crow flies. Ooh. It's right. not, you know, oh, well, you took this roundabout way, so right. you've been walking for 500 meters. No, it's like, are you 500 meters away from your house? Right. So a guy like Yakir, who lives like, I wouldn't say in the, right in the center, but a little bit lower down than me, you know, if you're right here on Haomer, you're right in the center of the neighborhood, forget about it, you're, you're, you're good to go. Right, right. Yeah, it's true. It's, it's cool. I mean, that we live so close and we're able to do this, you know, during all this lockdown and whatever. And obviously we all walked here using our masks and um, we're being careful. Um, so like this little well, our corner. kids go to school together. That's true. You know, so it's I feel true. that's why your kids a little bit further away. It's like, well, my kids don't go to school with you. It's true. You it's know? like so. a very good point. And also, you just got out of be dude, so you're sort of like clean. You have like a right, clean slate. Right. I'm, it's like I'm the cleanest. It's of like all you yours. literally got out of Yom Kippur. You got out of be dude. You have like a fresh uh, neshama lavan. Like you, you know, know, I didn't think about you're, that. You're, you know, I got good. out with like a purified heart and with yeah. a purified soul, and also like. You know, with, with the green light, as far as my health is concerned, because we were in B dude, and so we got the body, we got the soul, but what about the mind? Like, what was it like in in B dude? Like, what was what was the experience? Oh, you know, what did you guys do? Is a insane? great question, yeah. and, and and I know that most of your viewerships like here in Afrat, and I just want to say how awesome it is to live here in Afrat because I'm the I'm like I'm the newbie amongst the three of us right it feels like you've been here forever but yeah it does feel like I've been here forever I mean it's like it it took like a week and I was just like oh wait a second right this is 
my place. This, this is my spot. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So what was it? What you no, it's just, <laughs> I was just thinking, <laughs> was just thinking like the whole bidut thing. Like we were getting into it, and we were like, how is that? How did it work? And obviously, this many of us have been through it, but everybody's experience is different. You got a wife. You have you have two kids. You have twins. Okay, it's it's different. They're the same exact age. There's a certain like aspect to like these kids being the same age. Like, how did you guys stay mentally uh, sane? Uh, well, you know, you mentioned the fact that we have twins. We got six year old twins. My wife Melissa. My kids are Benjamin, Hanakela, and. I think really because they're twins, it was probably easier than than other folks in B dude, um, because they're at the exact same age, and so they're at the same level in what they want to engage with and how mm-hmm. they play and their creativity and right. so on and so forth. For the most part, obviously, you know, differences are, are for sure there, and uh, so they they were really good with one another. Right. Um, energy wise, it was like they needed to burn off the energy. Like they have so many chugim and all these these extracurricular activities after school right. programming they do judo they do soccer you know Hanakela's and gymnastics and and if they're not doing that they're riding their bike so they're, I mean kids are constantly burning energy sure. and when you're in the house now Hashem, we live here in a frat we have some space to roam right. even within our you know our daladamos and, and within our homes and, and we have a nice little front yard whatever but you know, it's not enough to burn off the energy. So what I noticed was Binyamin was just like literally like like he would like go from one end of like like the kitchen and then run through the kitchen and then run through like that like middle foyer like you know where the where you walk in and you got the stairs right there. You know, run through that little section and then run through the family room and just like full speed and just jump right into the couch as if it was like a pool or something. You know, he's just like and he would do that like fifty times in a row. So I would assume the fact that he did that, he was probably going a little bit crazy. I don't know. What do you it's, think? It's funny because that's exactly what I was doing when I was in B Dude. Yeah. I was going from that corner to that corner, <laughs> that corner, especially uh, uh, in the previously the previous Sager when we were in this smaller place. But yeah, I, I can relate. But you guys, like you know, you and Mel, like you guys, you know, I walked by. We we did the way. We said what's up. That was that was a great idea, Yakir. Yakir came by our place one when we were in B-Dude and it was so sweet that, that you guys just came to wave. So I took your, I took that wonderful initiative. I walked by his place, Hari and, uh, and Hanakela and, and of course, Benjamin, they're all buddies. So we're like going to wave and we're like, hey, you guys looked fine. You're, you're just relaxed. <laughs> Everyone puts cool. on a good show. Listen. Everyone puts on a good show for the public. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, we're all fine. Um, you know yeah, what? Yeah, but we snuck up on you. When when somebody comes to visit, yeah. it's yeah. exciting. It is, you know. It's true. You put a smile on our face, right. and I was good. And yeah, thank God, we, go we, we live right across from the shul. Or maybe and so don't people, go out there, but you know, we're 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 popping in, saying hello, and that and that was uh, we we're very grateful for that. But right. it, it's uh, it's not easy, you know. Right. Mel and I are both very very social people, yeah, and we. I don't know if I'd say we need, but it's something that's just part of who we are. Like we, right. we engage people on a daily basis. Right. So not having that was definitely like a complete paradigm shift in, I want to say almost everything. And yeah. that was challenging, right? right? That was challenging. I want to say when you don't have something and you realize how important that is in your life and you don't have it, you got to recalibrate because because that that weight in the scale right. kind of like you know is is something that you base your daily life on 
And when you don't have that, it's like, okay, now I got to recalibrate the scale. Like what's going on. Right. And that requires soul searching that requires, you know, um, you know, um, mental stability or, or, so or, or engaging with yourself. It, and, and it was such an interesting time to be doing that. Cause it's such an introspective time. Like super, in between Rosh Hashanah, and Yom Kippur, right. like, like yeah. that's kind of like, you guys are like doing all that stuff together. Okay. I want to hear more about that, but like, let's move on a little bit to like, you said you, you came to Efrat, like what let's, we're going to work backwards you're here in a fraught how did you get here like what was why a fraught and um kind of like why are you staying here <laughs> oh man <laughs> there's a lot of reasons why i'm staying here a uh, few reasons why i came here we lived in Jerusalem. We lived in Jerusalem in a neighborhood called Givatzafatid, uh, French Hill. Right. It's uh, eastern part of Jerusalem near Hebrew University. How long were you there for? I want to say we were there probably seven years, oh, close that's a to long seven time. years. And we watched the neighborhood kind of change and it evolved. Sure. And it sort of evolved in a direction that as a community, we, we didn't feel that it was the right fit for us and the right. way we wanted to raise our kids and how we just you know, our worldview, right? What we call the hashkafa, like the worldview and the way that we we see it, the lens that we choose to put on, you know, in front of us wasn't, you know, wasn't appropriate for us. We didn't want it for our kids. And um, so we knew we wanted to move. And I knew no one here in Gush Etzion. I just knew it was a beautiful place. I mean, right. look look right behind us, right, guys? I mean, yeah. what do you guys think? I mean, you most we're, of you live here in Afrat. Like, this is this is unbelievable. We got the Judean mountains. We're yeah. surrounded by Judean mountains. It's cold in the winter. We got great forests. Um, there's uh, history and archaeology and so much, like, just to do. You're like, this is your thing. Minutes. And you're living in it. Like, well, so I came here during tourism. David's a tour guide. Right, right. I'm a tour guide. Um, and... Uh, you know, so I knew it through tourism. And one of the things I noticed is that when you're driving around, no, nobody beeps their horn. Really? Oh, yeah. Well, you, you get beeped out? I don't know. You might be a machine to drive. I don't know. <laughs> I'm, not even, I'm not even paying attention. I don't even know. You know what? It's definitely different than the city. It's for sure different than the city. Definitely different you know? than the Yerushalayim. And it's more, I, I, I use the word Hamish. It's not the right word for it. But yeah. it's like this relaxed, more like homey vibe. Okay, so like for me, coming from Muncie, I use the word Hamish, but it's really, Hamish means like chont and kegel and tuna beigel. Yeah, here, <laughs> go for beigel. it. Tuna beigel. Um, but um, yeah, that's like, I totally relate to that. You know, that's like, that's that's that thing. So yeah, maybe. But my wife was nervous because it was over the green line. Oh, okay. And oh, we, how'd you we, get over that so, little so, uh So anyway, so I, I was right, always Right like, now, we're, we're on that line. <laughs> or we're, no, we're way no, over. No, we're way over, yeah. But we're, we're on the now. line of of our our cousins here we are literally like if you just kind of like go down this hill right here there's there's some houses here for you could probably yeah. go to bet lechem this is the outskirts of bet lechem right. over here you could probably walk to bet lechem and still be within that 500 meters wow. of the Seger, right. right i mean that's like it's, right. it's lit, like literally the farm right. is right there and the wow. interesting thing also is that a yeah. you know rabbi riskin who who who's one i mean we call him the founder there were some people who were here before but he basically yeah. you know started a right. and he said i don't want to live in a cage right and so one of his things he said i didn't want a fence or i don't want to be locked in and so there's no fence down there that's, Th that's this right. is like a security fence right here. Not really, but I mean, it's open. And he said, you know, we're here, they're here. When you build fences like that, you 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 you're, you are immediately 
like pushing back right. and and he didn't want that he wants to build a relationship and and say hey we're both here let's find that meet let's find that commonality that we can all progress and move forward you know beyond our differences isn't there like a thing like every sukkot he gets together in a sukkah with the like neighboring um arab leaders you know from the neighboring villages um, they, they all sit down together in the sukkah and break bread and, and, and kind of hang out. Yeah, and, he has done that in years past. Yeah, I don't think he did this year. This year yeah, it's not totally. happening, but I think that's a really sweet thing. It's a really beautiful thing. As much as can be, you know, um, like we have hundreds of workers come into Efrat every day. It's all from our neighboring villages here. Um, I don't know about so much from, from Daisha down here, but I know from Abdul Ibrahim and um, maybe even some from Beit Fajar. I could be wrong about that. Um, but definitely from our, na- uh, our neighboring our villagers, they come in. And you know something interesting that I was going to mention in the news? And I think I'm just going to incorporate the news in our little interview here. Uh, into our, I'm going to incorporate the news into our interview. Um, interestingly so, this year they're allowing uh, workers com- to come into Efrat during Kalamoid. And now usually Chag is Chag and... And workers from outside, uh, from the neighboring Arab villages, aren't allowed, and everything's just quiet. But because of all these closures and uh, the constant shutdowns, you know, there's a lot of building. Um, people are in the middle of projects. There's larger um, projects that the town is doing. All these things kind of need to move forward. And while it's while we're able to be doing that, they want to be able to allow for that. So there are actually workers here. And if you could see, like when I was here a little bit earlier, there's a house there being built. There were some guys there a little bit earlier today. I was just thinking to myself earlier, I'm like, what, what's that about? Like usually on Chag, there's, there's no one around. So that's the reason, because there's been all these closures. And I think that's also good for our neighbors. You know, otherwise they would have to go home and, and, and not make their pay that week. So I think it's it's helpful to them and it's helpful to us, you know, through that. So yeah, we, definitely. That, maybe also they get to see us celebrating this amazing, wonderful holiday. Right. You know, it kind of humanizes each other. We see sure. how one another live beyond right. just what you see in the news and beyond right. the interaction maybe at Rami Levy, but they actually are here during such a festive time. Mm-hmm. Of Some of them rejoicing. don't even know about like Sukkot. I, I have a Palestinian friend who lives in Shem who on Instagram I just took for granted. I was like, yeah, I'm chilling in the sukkah. He's like, what's a sukkah? So I'm like showing around. I'm like, well, it's a hut that we live in and we like chill. Here's the living room. Right. That's a hard one to explain also like, well, you know, what's a sukkah? Step by step, you know? (laughs) Wow. That's that's cool. Yeah, that must be so interesting to him, you know, just to just to hear if, like from the other side what this is all about. Yeah, okay. I always think that they know like they, they know all our holidays. Right, like you live here, don't you know yeah. that? Don't you see our huts? Right. And they're like, nah, I don't. I no mean, idea someone who's is. non-observant <laughs> may not know that either. Right. So funny that we like kind of live in our own like little yeah. little worlds. We assume that everybody understands. Here, here, here's a funny thing that I think we we can all check out. I don't know if they redid it, but you know Google Maps how they have like the street view. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they were doing you know the, the Google car was zooming around Yerushalayim. I think they were in the, in uh, in uh, gosh what is it called? I can't remember. I want to say Neve Danielle because now I'm here in Gush Etzion. But Neve Yaakov maybe it was called. You know, and everybody had their huts. Everybody had their sukkahs outside. And so the the Google Street View yeah. had everybody with these little, you know, like Shanty City with these oh, little. Oh, that's huts. right. That's <laughs> right. Oh I think gosh. I think in the Google View of uh, of some places yeah. in Efrat also, I think it was Sukkot. Yeah. Yeah, they need to check the calendar. You know, they need to check oh, see what's so, going it's on. So funny. Know? It's so interesting. It's kind of cool to see when it's around. 
And uh, like, I'm sure I, they're not doing that Christmas time in America, you know, you know, with all the lights. Like you want to have like a natural view. Right. Uh, you know. Like what does it look like normally? Because I'm sure we all have. And, and, and for sure, my kids, you know, sometimes like to use Google Maps and to see streets where like grandma and grandpa live and whatnot. Right. You That's know, so, so other people exploring another neighborhood, so let's look. say, you know, looking at a frat. OK, maybe if they're looking at a frat to move here, they already know what Sukkot is. But if they just wanted to see right. Israel and what it was. You know, oh, why, why do they all have these huts? You know, is that for, that, is that, that for the hired help? Right. <laughs> Right, <laughs> you, you guys sleep in the huts. Um, there's a flip side to that though, because like uh, in my house, normally like the outside is all disheveled and there's bikes all over the place and like maybe like some bathing suits because the kids just got. And I, if it's hog time, everything's like misudar and clean and neat, you know. So like maybe that's a plus. Anyways, we're like on a way off tangent. <laughs> yeah, let's get to know this I, guy here. The bottom line is like beeping in a frat is less. So that is why David Sussman moved to a frat. Well, there it was just one of the things. It, it was definitely okay. something, you know, because what, what does that actually represent is that the people here are a different quality of individuals who aren't in such a rush mm -hmm. you know here in israel it goes from red to like red and yellow and then to green right you know so in yerushalayim it's like red yellow it's like like you know let's go right and here you don't have that you and don't even, even have uh, even if it's like a here. couple seconds you just well, got traffic circles <laughs> like a, and on the main highway yeah. you know so um so that was one thing and it's beautiful and all that so right. i said let's just check it out we actually spent six shabbatot we can't spent six weekends here, scoping out different oh, neighborhoods really? and different areas, and uh, and we just got decided here on. You know, my wife fell in love with it the very first Shabbos. Yeah, she just felt like it was so communal. Um, in in, yeah. I don't want to speak negative about Yushalayim or any of the other places that I lived at, but you know, people were just overtly friendly here. Mm -hmm. You know, and really helpful and wanted to reach out and right. in, and you know if it was you know somebody's husband and you know my wife's walking down the street it's a shalom it's a i see you if it's somebody else's what it's a and or kids you know the kids you, you know their names it's like it's just an example today right i saw this kid we ran across the street and the sugar they didn't look the way and unfortunately we have like deliveries that people zoom around sure you know, it's like I went to the ABBA and I just said, listen, you know, I don't know what you want. I just want to warn you that there are cars. He's new here. I said, there are cars that go fast. Right. I said, just, you know, a kid didn't look both ways. You just be aware of that, you know? So it's like people really looking out for one looking another. Looking out for each other. I love that. People get excited when a new person moves in here. Right. Like, yeah. uh, genuinely excited. It's like, oh my God, somebody new. Who are you? <laughs> and there's also you like chose her fraud. You must be <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah. Let's extract this awesome. There's also Come like into three our different committees. Of awesome people. What? Right? There's like three different committees. Like when we moved to this street, all these people brought over baked goods, like as part of these different welcoming committees. I thought that was really also a beautiful thing, a really nice thing. So let's, in, 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 like in this rewinding of your life now, so Frat told us why you're here, why you like it. Um, you, you, like your whole career is, is about showing people Eretz Yisrael and, and kind of guiding them through the experience here. So like when did you choose that path and like what do you like so much about that? And um, like what's your favorite thing about guiding here in, in Israel? 
So when did you choose it? <clears throat> I, I, What's your favorite? I, I, I like the way that this uh, interview is going because usually yeah. you start at the beginning oh, going, and you come to the present, and here it's like let's move from the present and then slowly move our way back. So um, so I'm a guide already for about ten years. Um, started my education, which believe it or not, to become a tour guide here in Israel, you got to go to school for two years. Right. It's like shocking. You right. Know? I remember when I when I first saw the advert, and I was like, oh, tour guide. Yeah. I was a bartender up until that point in Tel Aviv. I saw a tour guide. I'm, people, that's something I can do. And then I saw that. It was a two-year program and I was like what <laughs> two weeks maybe but two years obviously there's a lot of history and uh, a lot of uh, information that one needs to acquire and sure. to know and to really to master and feel comfortable with and be able to ebb and weave and flow in and out of these various subjects and topics and um, and be able to weave it all together right <clears throat> into a colorful picture that somebody can like you and know blink and understand and exactly and absorb that uh, and bring it home so, um, so what's, uh, so I've been doing it for 10 years and, and really, I, you know, throughout life, you know, our core being, I, I, I do not believe changes much, right? Our core being doesn't change much. The way we express it, that changes, like that core being of that neshama that God blessed you with, right? That doesn't change. That's like, that's part of the infinite. That That's unchangeable by definition. And uh, and so really I use tour guiding because I do believe that I have a personal calling really in, in order to, um, and through my own personal development, is to connect people first and foremost with who they are, right? To know who you are and to be proud of it and not to be ashamed, Right, not to be ashamed of 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 of, of the past, not to be ashamed of the, the possible possibilities that might happen. To to know who you are and that you are a a multifaceted individual. Mm-hmm. And I use Israel and I use the stories from the Tanakh and I use our Jewish heritage to bring that to folks who, by no fault of their own, might not have such a um, to use your word a bouquet of uh, information of our Jewish heritage in order to tap into that. Right. And then if they get connected to their Jewish identity and they're getting connected to Israel, those are all bonuses. But first and foremost, people should know who they are, be proud of who they are, right. love themselves. And, and once you get to that place, right. everything else just begins to fall in line. And I have 10 days with the family in order to do that. And, wow. you know, we cover basically the length and breadth of Israel. It's, it's awesome. I'm, I'm, it's awesome. Yeah, and like when you're on a trip, right, you're, you're going outside of of your normal routine, your day to day. So it's really, you know, it's kind of like what you said before, where like there's still that core you there, but like everything, all the external stuff that you normally have on a day to day basis. Oh, I'm a lawyer, I'm a doctor or, or, um, you know, I, I go to school or whatever I'm doing. None of that stuff is in your face right there and then. So like you're sort of like a trip is like a trip, (laughs) you know, like coming to coming on one of these trips, you're like, I, I hear that part of soul searching. That's really interesting. I, I, never I think a lot really, of people uh, don't even realize what they're getting into when they visit Eretz Israel. Yeah. Um, it's not a trip to Rome. It's right. not a trip to the Bahamas. Not it's not one of these thing. trips where it's like, okay, you take some pictures, you visit a place, you eat some good food, and you move check, on. Check the list. You know, I saw exactly. this hotel. I, I mean, some people are adamant for that, right. but most people by like day two, they realize, oh, wait a second. This, this is different. Let's... Let's like take the foot off the gas right. and let's just go with this. Like they <laughs> immediately, and and I'm not taking any credit for this. Just like Eretz Yisrael has that energy. The stories are what they are, and the combination of all that and the natural beauty that exists here allows for people to 
suddenly become discombobulated right. and become open to new possibilities. And that's really what it's all about. There's nothing like that, that initial experience. I came here when I was 16 for the first time. So it's a little bit older, but like I was still like being molded, you know? And I remember that first experience of coming here. It, it left such an imprint on me. It was, it was such a strong imprint. I can't imagine being the guy to be there for, for people who were, who were getting that, you know? And then, there's, then, then of course, there's the, the repeat customers and the people who keep coming back. And there's like a, the deeper levels that, that they're starting to understand. Um, I, I feel like a lot of the people who keep coming back end up just staying, you know? <laughs> I'm seeing that more and more. It's yes, true. It does I happen. see that more and more. I know from like the people that I know from Muncie, and um, and my family's friends, they're coming. I, have, I know some people that are coming now. And these are the people who have always consistently come, visited. And it just kind of like gets through you. Like you're saying, it's not just a trip to a place. It kind of just gets through you. It's so interesting. What what are like the, the repeat customers? Like what do you try to show? Like the, is it like these niche little areas, like this corner in ta- of the town that we're in right now? What are you showing the people who are coming back time after time so i wanted to comment a little bit on on, on what you were saying before of yeah. of, uh, of you know people who come back over and over again eventually yeah. they're gonna make out eventually they want they want yeah. to be you know there's something that's obviously bringing them back here over and over and over again it's very hard for for many people to actually just break away and do that if you hire a tour guy for 10 days and you have a family of five that's a huge investment and i've guided hundreds of families thousands of people and i would say a good majority of them yeah sure they could probably you know drop the amount of money it it requires for that but that's a huge investment the people are coming back for like a second third fourth fifth sixth and i have had families that have used me you know nearly 10 times right and uh when they're coming back for those other trips they might we might go out for a day or two mm-hmm. you know but then they're just kind of they're, they're not staying at a hotel anymore you know they're renting a place right. in rehavi and Yerushalayim or up north or something of that nature and then they're doing a little touring and they're really just like soaking it in you right. know just taking a step back so what do i do with them is that I, i'll do more more hikes more lengthy hikes mm-hmm. visit you know some very unique places maybe do like a cooking class or something of that right. um and and focus on like just one spot maybe go out and meet some soldiers make Beautiful. a barbecue for them have like a whole army day up north and do activities you know on that 10-day trip when you come for that first time it's not like bum 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 like we said before but there is you, you know, you're trying Masada. to maximize you your time. Right. So yeah. now if you're yeah. going to go back to Masada, you know, you're probably going to stay at the Dead Sea this time. Mm. You're going to go up maybe at sunrise right. and go back and you're going to hang out back at the hotel. And sure. maybe then you're going to instead of doing Engedi for an hour and a half, you, mm-hmm. you can spend four hours there. I take my kids there where we go there all day. Right. You can relax in Engedi all day. It's beautiful. Right. Waterfalls, beautiful nature, wild animals, hiking. Sure. It's, sure. you know. Wow. Unreal. And like just the the whole experience for these people when they when they keep coming back, you know, it just gets deeper and deeper. Wow, it's it's really really wild. Okay, so um, I wanted to also little, like just ask you a little bit of like right now during this crazy time. It seems like you're doing more than you've ever been doing. Like I'm seeing more and more videos up. I see you you're out touring. No matter what, you're out touring. Right. You're with other guides. You're with family, you're with friends, and you're out doing it. So, like, number one, I get it. You're, um, you know, this is a way for you to continue 
to be busy, right? This is what you do. This is what you love, right? But I don't know, man. You you have this uh, you have this wonderful knack of uh, or this or this drive or this love of I don't know. Can you explain to me like what do you what gets you out the door every single day to go? And you're not just going locally. You're going all over the place. What gets you out the door every single day? Hirsch, these are great questions. These are great questions. I'm firing them and, at you. Uh, and I feel <laughs> like we any could. Which one I feel like we to. could we could hang here for days, really, really, and, and really get into it. Um, you know, I don't know to 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 just really condense it. Yeah. Um, I don't feel like I'm wasting this time. We've been I've been basically unemployed for seven months. Uh, the government does give some assistance. We are obviously burning through our savings, but we also are trying to, you know, make ends meet in various ways. So I do these virtual tours, right? Um, and you know, people are able to give some type of gratuity for them. And right. I've traveled all around, and and I've actually, you know, acquired or or, or have, have built a relationship with with. I mean, hundreds of people have attended these virtual tours, but I've built a relationship wow. with dozens of them where we've had some dialogue back and forth. And I am now that person that they can turn to when they have questions about Eretz Yisrael, they right. have questions about, you know, Tanakh, about, you know, um, biblical scripture um, and the stories here in Eretz Yisrael. Um, now, as far as what gets me out the door. Yeah. So... And don't say siftach coffee. No, no, no. <laughs> because it, it is. It's a good reason. It's a good reason. We love no, yeah, it. Yeah, I got an espresso machine. I love coffee. Um, it's much deeper than that. I need to be active. That's just me. I need to be right. doing things. I, it, sitting idle for me is not a good thing. Right. Um, and so, you know, as I was saying before, you got your core self, and then you find different ways to express it. And this lockdown has forced me to find different ways to express that which I have inside of me that mm -hmm. needs to be expressed. I've taken a digital marketing course and I'm just, you know, and that's why you see a lot of the videos is I right. have time to do all that now. So I'm, I'm working with like video well, apps and you know, thank you. And there's like all you. these graphics and thank you, intros. Thank you. That's all me. It's like, it's like I'm, 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 I'm learning all all that stuff on the podcast yakir's been handling all that and it's been wonderful i've learned a lot from yakir i've actually asked him a bunch a of questions and, it and takes a lot me. of time it yeah does. and what you do is amazing too like we thank we you, really appreciate you. it i love it i, like I love that. it it's great yeah, i'm just gonna like zoom out a big picture of me there <laughs> <laughs> can you use your emoji guy from facebook again that was great this is terrible <laughs> looks i don't know Whatever. That's not important. <laughs> the the whole graphic thing. Here's, and, yeah. here's the emoji, folks. Yeah. So you can see it right there. We're just going to throw that in there. That's the emoji that we're talking about. Yeah, you're always like, oh, look at this and that. It's every year. It's every year. It's great. It's every year. Um, yeah, so like you're doing all that on your own, huh? I just ordered a green screen. So yeah. if you guys oh, have really? people, so oh. It's coming in wow. on Josh's okay. lift. Okay. Bro, yeah. just okay. Right. a little. Okay. You just lit me up. I've been sitting here, sir, like, I need coffee. I need coffee. I love you I'm guys. Sorry to bore I you. Love you guys. I'm sorry to bore you guys. I love you guys. But no, like, I no, love I'm just like I'm like I'm totally zoned out today. So you guys do a great job. But it's but okay. You, we can do this again you, tomorrow. You, you perk me I'm up loving on the green screen. I'm loving this. We're probably gonna do it again tomorrow. I love <laughs> sitting here and talking with my buddies. It's great. You know, of course, some days. What was that? The sunrise episode. We were so groggy. Remember that? Uh, it took us a like great episode. Oh my gosh! I love you that don't even episode. know. Like, that was well, we, many, we had all we were all crying. Like we we had just woke up. And then, like, yeah, I don't know. Like, when you're with buds, it just it flows. I love it. Yeah. I did that for the time lapse. Right. That was, a, that, oh, yeah. so that was awesome, right? Dude, you did a lot of graphics on that. Thank you again. When you have the sunrise, it makes it easy. Yeah. Oh, like, when you have good epic. footage, when you have good people, 
Yeah. When you got good dialogue. <laughs> it's it's you can't beat it. We did a sunrise episode. We're gonna have to do a sunset episode too. I was thinking that, and we're almost I mean, hey, we're almost there. You know? actually. just turn it. <laughs> we we easily got a couple idea, hours okay? of uh... ridiculous idea. You have a green screen, right? Can we do like a virtual drone, a flying drone tour? Like you know how like you have like the above footage, right? This is getting trippy now. I get it. I'm just but, thinking, you know, those, like, those people who have a restaurant that they lift you up on a crane right. and you're floating in air and you have, oh, yeah, a, yeah. Like in Where Seattle, is that? there's something like that. Yeah, in Seattle, like they had it in Tel Aviv for like a week. Like, they had like this pop up restaurant. Oh, it was yes, like yes, a yes, crane yes. that lifted you up. Yes. And, yes, I thought you meant still here. I didn't do that. I want to do that. Yeah, I want to do that. I haven't done that either. There's a crane right here in the Zayat. We can maybe for eat on it. Okay. Um. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Sick on it. <laughs> a sukkah, a sukkah restaurant in a crane. Wonderful. I'm gonna have to send you guys some footage, and you can splice and you can put it in here. There was a guy on yeah. a crane that that had a barbecue. He actually fired up his his Mongol. Mongol is uh, his his Mongolian, <laughs> Mongolian fighter. <laughs> it was Mongolian beef. <laughs> I was about to start going South Park. I know, yeah, I know. It, it, immediately what comes to mind. <laughs> there was an emergency evacuation, so just be yeah. careful. It was a great idea, oh, wow. but kids yeah, don't I try mean, that at home. Yeah, what eat, what putting a restaurant on a crane? Yeah. No, that's a good idea. Oh, just because you wanted just to climb up to the top of that crane and have It's the tangents that are really my favorite part of this because. It's like, I feel like that's what our our conversation flow is. It's like we were going from, I want to hear about you, but in these tangents, but not really. Hearing, <laughs> not really. No. In no, these tangents, not. I am actually seeing that and I'm, uh, and I'm, I'm learning about that. It's, it's really cool. Um, so now that I've called out our, our tangent, okay, um, going back to my virtual flying idea, I'm kidding. No. So, so the, the bottom line is like, you, you, you know, you're taking, you're taking all these courses and you're doing a lot of this stuff on your own. Okay. Where is all, where, 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 like, when do you do this? When, when do you have the time to do this, man? I see you're involved also in our, our, our beautiful Kihila or Dagan. Thank God. Like, Hershey, I'm busy. When I was working, yeah. I was busy, busy, busy. One of the things I love about being a tour guide is you can just like pump in those 12, 15 hour days. Mm -hmm. You can work for, you know, two weeks straight. Right. And then unlike a, not, a regular nine to five job, you have four or five days off. The last three years, my wife and I brought the kids out and we did a six week vacation in America and went all over the place. You know, you get to set your own schedule, yeah. but I was always constantly busy. Um, and so that's what I've been doing this time as well, just trying to constantly engage. So right. if I'm at home and I'm with the kids and I have like, you know, and on Sunday they're getting into their Magno tiles or building train and I have that half hour, boom, I'm, I'm, I'm on my phone and right. I'm not surfing. I'm on my phone right. and, and I'm working with my apps, you know, and I'm just doing some editing and how now, you know, the trick that I'm trying to hone into the skill is to take that, you know, our tour at a place like Caesarea, which has its stories that build on top. And every time I go to a place, I, I try and bring some type of philosophical point out at the end, mm -hmm. you know, that little bite-sized thing that we can stick into our pocket and right. take home with us and to take out when we need to, when we face those trials and tribulations in life. And so how do I condense all that and make like an engaging, awesome, eye-popping 60 second, 90 second video right. that somebody's going to be able to get that? Because let's face it, when those that do this, you know, 
not all day long, but those that do, we all do that to some degree, right? Sure. Then you're going like this. You don't have five minutes to watch a video. I don't care how engaging it is. Right. You're, you know, and and I'm sure you guys see this. You know, Scrolling. you look at the analytics and you're like, oh, oh wow, time, yeah. I got like ten thousand views, and then you're like, oh wait a second, only two thousand actually watched Stay it for on. ten no, seconds or longer. The whole you know, thing. and then all of ours watched that, the whole thing. I don't know about you. <laughs> we have a hundred percent retention. Nobody rate for is all seeing this right now. <laughs> so great. There's like one person. Who yeah, like thank the whole you, thing. and we appreciate. You, you should yeah. know that it's all about that one person anyway either well, way it's on, just sorry. one that's you building know, your community you one, taught me that one to one either way it starts takes with one, one to no one takes one to no one what and they're seeds you know it's like you gotta you yeah. can't build a you can't plant you can garden and just like where are my plants right where's my plants i have to grow way. now it's unless like, you no. do microgreens microgreens four days boom you got some fresh healthy greens oh it's microgreens wonderful what kind of stuff do you eat what kind of food do you eat? Oh, what do you like? wow. What kind of stuff do I eat? You know, it's like I'm conscientious for not eating like I don't like like my my I was going to say like the chips and all that and the junk food. My one weakness is Cheetos. I love Cheetos. Oh, really? So like I can definitely throw down a bag of Cheetos from time to time. Nice. You're like Cheetos. Um, yeah, I like Cheetos. Is there something about Cheetos aside from the flavor or the taste? Is there something that draws you to Cheetos more than just? You mean like that little cheetah? Yeah, like he's a cool character. He is, is a cool or character. Is it the crunch? Like what? Go back to the branding. What's the? What's I mean, it could the be the branding from when I was a kid, but I think it is obviously the flavor. Um, okay. And and I I'm always about the crunch. You know, my wife always puts like nuts in the salad. Like I mm -hmm. like to have a nice little crunch. crunch. You know that that you know turkey sandwiches. You yes. know I do turkey. If there's chips in the house, you better believe it. I got that some potato that goes in the sandwich. In the sandwich. It gives a I nice little crunch to You're it. Chip in the sandwich guy. Right. I'm a chip in the sandwich guy. I love that. <laughs> Why not? You, Why not? You, you can't bring that on on, on the tour though, because it, it'll get soggy, man. What well, you, listen, when I'm on the tour, you know yes. that's another thing. So, like, what yeah. do I? So, so I'm conscientious. My wife and I, we do like a detox once a year. We try and like. We try and eat some salads whenever we can, but I'm sure. I'm like a big meat guy. I right. barbecue. I know. For those of you who don't know, Yak's a, a, a vegan. Friends, not food. And uh, it was very funny. We actually had him over for a Shabbat meal. <laughs> Cooked the most bomb <laughs> vegan food ever. And I was, just, I was laughing. My wife and I, because we're like online, we're like, D -d 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 -d. we said, you said, you said I bet you when they go to other people's houses and they're like, we're vegan, they must get the same vegan food all the time because right. everybody's like, totally vegan food, like, what do we oh, make? You know? What are we going to make? And it's like, you know, if. if we always if offer so to bring a main, by the way. We're always like, listen, this and is our thing. And your main was awesome, dude. It was like a Mexican salad with quinoa. Before we were vegan, we hated when vegan people came over it's like shoot what are we gonna make either way right yeah Yo, you, you guys, guys are gonna hate best. me when you're editing this because i'm like i just i feel like i'm just I'm, a, I'm such a talker you that's guys why i'm a tour guy vegan food <laughs> that's that's the whole point this is this is this, this is it. one question let me talk for an hour right? this is us this it. is this is the whole premise behind that show this is us this is us i love it Anyways, I just got to say this because I thought it was funny. Yeah. I thought of it in my head and I was like, you know, as Jews, it's like we get invited over in America, like somebody else's house. And we're like, hey, honey, sweetie, we're having Jews over for dinner. You know, right. a friend of mine from work, he's Jewish. Like, what do Jews eat? I, I don't know. Let's look it up online. You know, <laughs> next thing you know, you come there and you got like matzo ball soup and gefilte fish. And you're like, what the hell's going on? This is Wednesday. What's going right. on? Exactly. Google. Oh, my God. So, that's great. That reminds me actually of a, never mind. So we, had ah. we had a vegan over. Come on, yeah. I got with it. Yeah, Go yeah. there. It, it reminds me of when I was, I was when I was going around America, and we, we ended up in Maine by just some random person's house. Couldn't make it to where we're going for Shabbat, so we hold up at like some random person's house. Is when you were on didn't, tour? Yeah, music? didn't know anything about Shabbat or anything. Right. Sweetest awesome. people, some of my favorite people in the world. Obviously, if you're watching this, Mama Hicks, love you. Either Mama way, Hicks. Mama Hicks, the 
the best of the best. Either way, I still have some of your kitchen towels, I think. I'm going to mail them back to you. But we walk in and she's like, she's like, I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't have a blowtorch to like kosher, you know, to make the oven kosher. Wow. And make stuff. And I was like, you wow. looked this up because we only told them like two hours before. By the way, we're not going to make it. We got a hole up by you. So in like two hours, she read whatever she could about like, oh man, we're going to have like, like Jewish people over and they do Shabbat and all this stuff. And it was like, it was, it was amazing. They're amazing. So it wow. reminds me of that. I like, feel like I, if I that was any one of us, yeah. it, like we would have gotten into like the third or fourth sentence and we would have been on a tangent. We would have been looking at this. Oh, what is that? What is that actually? Where does that come from? Yeah. Oh, wow. This country. What else does that country <laughs> wow. do? What's the Next, you know, they the come over and you're like, oh, wait a second. I was supposed to cook dinner. I forgot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my Classic. God. So what, what are we talking about? Well, we were talking about vegans. <laughs> you're a tour guide. And we are talking about what you love to eat. <laughs> and... Um, Look, we're talking about a lot of things here, but I think what we're, I think, you know, to come full circle, like you, your life here, Eretz Yisrael, Efrat, the, what's, what's meaningful to you? Um, you're also part of like this, this wonderful kahila. We're more than a part of it. You've, yeah. you're, you're like a driving force in our, in our shul, in our synagogue. So maybe you want to just tell us a little bit about that and your part in it. You're the kiddish guy. You're also the guy who makes the announcements, and you're pretty much helping getting, helping to get all the minyanim together and 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 Hirsch, this getting is, all the guys uh, again, together. Again, I love this like together. little rewind yeah. thing that we're doing here. Um, there's just so, so many layers to everything here in life, and and uh, you know, like. Even my upbringing, my mom's like a natural path. She was like a Reiki master and uh, she did iridology and looked into your eyes and could read your soul and tell you what's going on. She was like a proper healer and healed many, many people and diagnosed them correctly and were, was able to help them and, and literally heal them yeah. from, from major diseases, wow. you know, through, through diet, through energy work, through, you know, um, through psychological evaluation and, and discussion and dialogue so you know and she i'm a balchuva my family's not religious and when i started to become more engaged with my my jewish aspect my jewish yeah. self um you know my family was very nervous and they you know talking to me. and my mom though was like hey like i'm not into it right but I see it as being holistic. I see it as being good. I see the lifestyle as being honorable. Right. And she was just all about it. And so a lot of my spiritual growth has been based and saturated in, in, in having a wholeness and a holistic approach to life and engaging it. And then, you know, when I, right before I moved here, somebody suggested that I go to Uman. Okay. For Rosh Hashanah, Aliyah or Efrat? No. Before you what? moved here to Efrat. Oh no, no, before, before I moved here to Efrat. So, okay. so, so my wife is also in Jewish education. First, you got to go to Uman, then you go to Efrat. Okay, <laughs> mark that and, down, guys. And uh, it's not bad. It's not a bad idea. I don't know, but you I seem think to be doing great. Sequence I will say, important. I think everybody who is married should go to Uman um, at least once in their life, and specifically for <laughs> Rosh Hashanah, um, and really those who aren't married as well. But I think being married, it's it's much more powerful, and also yeah. I think being married, you become a little bit more centered and a little bit more grounded and. Right. You know, you, more responsibility, whatever it is, sure. and you and you want to maximize that that moment in time. Um, 
And uh, so anyways, I had no desire to go to Uman. We're at a Shabbaton that my wife was conducting. I had nothing to do with it. I couldn't believe it. I wasn't even a guest speaker. It was like the first time in like 10 years. <laughs> I wasn't in the, like, you're, you know. You're sitting shotgun. And actually, my buddy Emmanuel, who lives just right down the street from here, he was uh, he was talking about Uma Rosh Hashanah. I'm like, I have no desire to go over Rosh Hashanah. Like, bring me there another time. Let's do a tour. Let me learn about these people. I don't know anything about Hasidut. And he said, no, it's a place of Achdut and 50,000 people coming together and calling out to Hashem. And right. it's a recalibration. And my wife looked at me and she said, this is everything that you've been talking about um, for a while now. Right. Maybe this is a good opportunity for you. Like, if you want to go to Uman for five days with a bunch of bros no problem and i was like seriously sweetie wow. she's like yeah and so when your wife gives you a hall pass for five days to go anywhere with your bros it's a big one you just take it for sure you just take it and and you run with that and i did and the davening there of screaming out and and i don't know if you guys have been there i don't know who's been there seeing this but like you just scream out the top of your lungs so kaddish baruch Hu, all your gratitude and all your thanks and all your desires and everything you want for everybody in your world and in your existence and even those people that you don't know and when you have that and everybody's doing it and people are crying and it's just like you're jumping up on tables and you're singing songs and you know one of the things about exercising you're breathing heavily so all the oxygen is rushing to your brain and it's just like there's was a huge opening right and when i came here i mean i found it in little bits and pieces and places and here and there and certain minyanim that i went to in certain moments in time and certain evenings certain gatherings of people but i wanted to have that really all the time right and so really i can't say that i i, I was involved i guess since the beginning Kilato or Degam, but you know let's give props to jerry and to moshe sure. rothschild and so many other sure. people who who worked tirelessly at it as well and uh and when it just sprang out i just realized that this was an openness for you to do what you want in your davening mm -hmm. so if you want your arms out and you want to like just shake you want to like scream out you want to sigh you want to clap your hands you want to jump up and down you want to leave right you want to come late you want to do kids. whatever you want to bring your kids like it's just like hey this is what it's about mm -hmm. and uh and so for me that's been awesome and then to second that when i did go to yeshiva i was 30 years old and it was about chuva okay I wasn't the guy who like cleaned up the bait medrash, cleaned up the books and like set up and all that kind of stuff. So now, and I know there's a big schut and there's a big merit in it. So mm -hmm. being a part of this shul that I love so much and believe in so much and, and the guys who come there to be the first guy there and to set it up to me that I love it. I love it. I love putting the chairs out exactly where I think people are going to enjoy it the most. Mm -hmm. You know, I love cleaning up afterwards and being like, okay, I, I even like picking up the trash from Sif Talk in order that we should have a nice clean environment. I don't know if I think maybe it's therapeutic or whatever. And I'm also feel good that, um, that, that in any which way, just even a little bit that I'm part of something that's so special and hopefully other people who are coming there and we have new people come all the time that they also feel that specialness to it. And, and, and they must because a lot of them keep on coming back. Yeah. That's, I, bro, that's really beautiful. Yeah. That's really beautiful. I actually, you know, we've been buddies for a little while now and I never heard all that. And that's, that's really, really sweet. Well, Dude, it's been awesome having you here. Dude, we're not done, man. You, know, you haven't I, even no, asked me any questions. I, I want to do like where you're from. <laughs> where you're from? I, I, how'd you I, make Aliyah? How'd you make Aliyah? How'd you make Aliyah? Two seconds. How'd you make Aliyah? Two seconds. Go. Ready? Rewind. 
Lightning no, round. No, we're we gonna, gonna do, do this again tomorrow, round. and we're gonna start from the beginning and be like, "Where were you born?" I'm gonna say, "I was can born you, in Princeton." Where'd you go after yeah, that? No, no, go you on, know? go on, go on. And Boston, in and, yeah. and Florida, yeah. and Buffalo, and Philadelphia, and that's all before graduating high school. Yeah, and, and then, like different and then towns and all those your areas. Story a bit. You have a wild story. You know, I was a big fish head, traveling the country in a VW bus. It's a fish head. Um, it's you know on Rosh Hashanah. <laughs> <laughs> good well played it's like it's like, like every, every 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 moment is like a new beginning you know what's a fish head you know traveling around I think one of the things I was so addicted of of, of going of, of seeing it is like true mm. seekers all that but also it was like every night was like a new beginning like mm. Rosh Hashanah you know the head you know the head of the fish it's like you know it's a new beginning Josh Fleet you listening yeah, Josh Fleet, right? <laughs> and um, and so you know, and and but that really goes into like the whole idea of of uh, Jack Kerouac and you know being a Dharma bum and just like there's nobody that you need to answer for the last night because boom, you're in a new city, hmm. and so that's like a positive thing and a negative thing at the same time, right. right? But I took that desire or that that part of Fish Tour which I was probably using in a negative way at that time, but yeah. your core being is the same. So where is that expression now coming from? You know, every morning we say, like every morning you got a new soul. Every morning God say, hey, I believe in you. Every morning you got a new opportunity to be the best you that you can be. Even if you think you failed the day before, which you didn't, but even if you think you did, here's a new day for you. Shavuot Tov, a it's a new week, you know? Yeah. Blessings, hey, it's Rosh Chodesh, it's a new month. Like there's a new opportunity. You've been forgiven for everything else. Like. And, and Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur and Sukkot and all these holidays, like Judaism is constantly about refreshing, you know, constantly about new beginnings. I don't want to end this. I, I'm going to ask you one more question then because since we, just we got, got to it, it's like, <laughs> just how right did now. you get to Judaism? So how did you get to, to observant Judaism, I would I, I So guess, fish retires. I I you call this that we do? Yeah. October, what was it? October 8th, October 9th, 2000. Yeah. Shoreline. Stuck out on the West Coast, didn't know what I was going to do with my life. Um, just started jumping around different places. And then I said, you know what? I'm just going to go abroad and I'm going to I'm gonna do something different. You burned every bridge in every city in the United States. So I might as or well. maybe I built too many bridges <laughs> yeah. and the people who were crossing them weren't people who I wanted to really associate. Oh, they weren't right. good for me, you know? Interesting. And, uh, you know, when, when you're in, in, in a routine and in a lifestyle and on suddenly it's like a big part of that was the concert and was the lot and was like the hustle and everything about it. I'm saying that was stripped away. All that I was left with at that time was like the party, mm. but there was no like, there was no, there was no direction in it. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go abroad and start new somewhere and something. And I literally went to the airport. I had no destination in mind. And I started Tel Aviv and I said, you know what? I'm Jewish. I actually had a brother who lived here at the time. I said, man, we'll go see my brother Todd. And I went and bought a ticket right there. And almost 20 years later, wow, <laughs> I'm still here hanging out with some awesome, oh, awesome guys. And it's, it. and it's been amazing, you know, and then I went to Tel Aviv and I worked in the bars, of Tel Aviv on the beach. Um, uh, there was a Pagua, there was a terrorist attack that made me make Aliyah finally after two years. Uh -huh. And then Yasser Arafat, this uh, terrible human being, um, was talking about a millionaire march to Jerusalem. And I was like, what am I going to do? How am I going to defend my people? What do I know? And so I went to the army at 27. I did artillery. 27? 
27, exactly. Wow. They were like, dude, you're too old. You're past your prime. And it's I'm right like, in the check. And they're like, like I am not past my prime. They, <laughs> let me in. they put me in the thing called Schlav Bed. It's like yeah. remedial army. But when you're done with your remedial army, they yeah. put you into a regular Miluim. Right. And so the first time I got called up to reserve duty, Miluim's reserve duty, um, I, uh, I uh, served in the Second Lebanon War. I had a near-death experience. I had PTSD afterwards. <laughs> And I, and I got some therapy, uh, thank God. And, uh, and then I was looking for a new direction, a new path in life. And I saw the advert to become a tour guide. So when I was out studying to become a tour guide and I was with the professors, and I was with the archaeologists and the scientists, not, not the rabbis. I mean, there were sometimes we had rabbis, you know, for religious studies, but not the rabbis, you know, for all intents and purposes, look like secular folks. Right. And they're saying, this is how we know that the story in the Tanakh took place. And if you look at the tooling and you look at this and the way it's described in the Tanakh and the Bible. And, and I was like, wait a second, like this isn't another piece of ancient fiction. Right. You know, like this is actually, there's like, this is history. And I'm like, if this is real history that like you can use your five senses and really grab hold of, then this is my history. And that, that was like mind boggling to right. me. And, um, and so, uh, so I wanted to learn a little bit about the stories behind the stories because this suddenly was like, went from like fiction to nonfiction to history to my history to ways. Mm. And this is the diary of my great 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 grandparents right our great great grandparents like wow. they were involved in those stories like i'm reading the right. stories that they were you know involved in and so i said i gotta learn you know the religious side the spiritual side that perspective and i went to asia torah and you know this common term saying i got aged and i said i got aged and i remember my good buddy phil who's a tour guide as well and uh we super super good friends he looked at me and he says you know what they're gonna do to you when you're when you're there they're gonna brainwash you and I looked at him, I said, Phil, I said, my brain needs some washing, man. <laughs> and, and I went there and it was great. And, uh, 12 years later, still loving life, man. Really loving wow. life. You know, never loved it more than I did today. Amen. Beautiful. Bro. That's a great place to That's awesome. Up. We're going to have to end I it here. I don't want it. I know. I but part separation two. anxiety already. We're going to have to do thing too. With everybody <laughs> we have on, we're like, we don't even, we're just, hitting the surface on these things right. you know? yeah we got to have you have recurring guests you know there's yeah. two things i want to talk about next time one is you're used to the word calibration because use it use it consistently and i think it has a lot of meaning and number two is i don't know if you notice when you're talking about expression you say it in this way you talk about how you express that in your core you say it in this way that that lights me up and your hand movement has this emanation to it that I want to like dive into. I want to like dissect this whole awesome, like expression. Man. I'm looking forward to that. And that's thing. without that's yeah. without all of your after post production stuff on your video. That's just you and real person. Yeah, right. It's the the experience of you, you and guys real are the person. Is, and I love this podcast. I love what you guys are doing. And I'm looking forward to when like the roles are reversed because you guys have incredible, amazing, awesome stories coming from Muncie and coming from New York. And your whole recalibration. Of, of of you know the business that you were in on something collapse and finding a new route and of course you know Yak's like an amazing musician has been you know all around really probably the world but definitely around America performing in front of hundreds of people then coming here and choosing this spot and how we've all really come to this same realization that there really is no better place to be day in day out than Eretz Yisrael Gush Etzion 
and as far as I'm concerned, Afrat and this neighborhood of Dagan. This is like, this is the peak, and I'm all over Israel, and I have favorite places, but day in, day out, there's no place I'd rather be than right here and also with you and your families and the other families that live here. It's really special, and you know, thanks for giving me this opportunity to hang out with you guys because right this is like the longest we've really hung out. Oh, no. I feel like <laughs> I love the conversation. It's true. great. That's true. We learned so much about each other. Yeah. Um, can you do us? Can you do for us a David Sussman sign-off? You do the welcome, but I don't know. I've never seen like a, well, folks, that's that. Or it, like, we'll little. leave the light on for you. <laughs> that's <all done>. Awesome. <laughs> all right. This has been great. You guys are awesome. Mic and, drop. Uh, you guys are awesome. <laughs>